0: Hello, everyone, I'm Divya, and I'm Rachel, and we're your hosts for today's episode of the Mentorship Spotlight, where we help you get in the know about potential options and opportunities after undergrad. Today, we'll be talking with Denny about how he started House of Socials, his very own social media agency during COVID-19. We'll start off with some icebreakers. And for that, we have a wheel that we're going to spin and we'll ask you a question from whichever category it lands on. So let's give it a spin. All right, so it landed on quotable. So Denny, tell us a quote that comes up to your mind, kind of like rapid fire.
1: It's Thomas Edison's quote. He quoted, success is 99% perspiration and 1%, uh, uh, meaning that uh, success is not about like your talent, it's more about uh, putting in the work.
2: And it's really true, right? Like motivation cannot get you through any goal that you want to do. The determination is a big factor in that. So that's a good quote. No matter how accurate it was,
1: <laughs>
0: the message passed through. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, uh, one more spin before we get going. Okay, let's uh, let's do a quick rapid fire. Okay. Okay. So, off the top of your head, last thing you ate.
1: Roti and chicken curry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Last book you read.
1: I'm holding it right now. It's called Tamil and Ilam Tamil. It's
0: ah, okay, okay.
1: About uh, well our history as talon people and what are uh, just like about our history and where our language came from and everything like that
0: that's amazing it's amazing yeah. okay the last two favorite travel locations
1: i really want to go to hawaii it's like on uh, my bucket Ooh. list i think as soon as the pandemic's over i'm gonna go there <laughs> and as well as uh, iceland it's always been on my bucket list as well
0: interesting Oh, i want to go to the beach too okay <laughs> Anyways, last one, um, early bird or night owl? Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so um, let's get started with our the questions that we have. So can you tell us a little bit about what House of Socials is and what you and your team focus on?
1: Okay, so House of Socials is a full service marketing agency. We, uh, we do everything from content creation to social media management and taking care of ads for B2B businesses mostly, B2B meaning uh, business to business, uh, it's rare that we deal with clients that, uh, other than restaurants, because restaurants sell directly to the clients, we deal with a lot of businesses that sell to other businesses. For example, um, we sell to, we, we market um, like commercial, like re- real estate agents, but those that are in commercial real estate, they don't sell necessarily to residential people. They sell to other like uh, businesses that are looking to buy. So we focus on that and yeah, we start. Was your question just about what it is or how we got started as well?
2: Um, that actually leads into our next question, which <laughs> is <laughs> what was your inspiration to create this social media marketing agency?
1: At the beginning of university, I thought I I thought I wanted to go into uh, marketing as, like a, as a major and because... The very first line in the description of marketing, it said, the science of persuasion. And that really led me into that. And so I just applied to it. I had no idea that I was gonna uh, pursue it or not, but I thought learning about persuading people was really cool. And so I got into it. um, I realized that it wasn't really what I was thinking about, but I joined a club called the John Molson Marketing Association. I went to John Molson School of Business, by the way. And in that association, Uh, we were, we worked on real life projects. And at this time I had no experience in marketing and they told us that uh, you have to choose one role uh, and do that for the company. So when, when the roles came up, everyone chose what they wanted to do. And the last one remaining was graphic designer. And they're like, "Uh, who has experience with graphic designing? And I put my hand up because I saw my brother use Photoshop like 10 years ago. So, and then they gave me a big task to do in the next two weeks. And that ended up leading me to learning Photoshop for two weeks and actually ended up doing a, um, some kind of like a, like a poster. Ended up doing really well and it gave me the motivation to start something in this. I thought I was really good at it. Three years later, I was doing marketing for restaurants uh, all throughout. Three years later, I decided to partner up with uh, my partner to create um, a marketing agency that is more wide scale than just me doing it by myself. And so now we have a team of... Uh, well, we used to have a team of six at the beginning of the month. Now we have a team of four because two people had left.
0: Okay, wow. that's That sounds amazing. So what are plans for expansion, next steps with House of Socials?
1: Plans for expansion. So we are looking to expand our team. Uh, the two people that had left is uh, one is moving to Vancouver and one position we outsourced out of the company. Um, so now we have a another agency that's doing the Facebook ads for us. What we want to do is really like niche down. So finding uh, what our niche is like, for example, a niche is very important because imagine you go to a restaurant, you're only going to go to a restaurant. uh, Let's say if it's like, if you're looking for Indian restaurants, you're only going to go to an Indian restaurant that is specialized in, in making Indian food. You're not going to go to an Indian restaurant that also makes uh, Greek food and, and, uh, burgers and you know like imagine they have like 10 different cuisines inside you're not going to want to go into that because they you don't think that they're specialized in what they do and for that reason we want to specialize in one specific niche or one product that that we do so right now we're leaning into uh, more real estate and uh, construction seems like there's a lot of potential in there right now Um, as well as uh, we are really good with the content creation that we do and so, those two things that uh, are, is, is looks seems to be what we're doing, but we're still planning it with our, uh, with our business coach to see what's going on. And uh, that's that seems to be the next steps. And as well as growing our team within uh, and uh, getting to a team of 10 by the next end of 2022.
2: Okay, awesome. Thanks for telling us about that story. How do you think that your educational background has helped you in that journey creating House of Socials?
1: Well, so I started off studying in science. Um, Like in Quebec, we here we have um, something called CGEP, which is pretty much two years of uh, college right after high school. And there, you know, everyone says you have to open your doors by going into like um, science. Because if you go into science, then you can do anything you want. If you go into something that's like, uh, you know, that's maybe like arts or something, then like eventually after you graduate from college and you want to go into, let's say you want to become like a psychologist, then you have to take extra courses. So if you do the science route, then you can do anything you want. So I went into that uh, and I l- I really think that learning like the basics of all science, like physics, chemistry, um, and the high level math is such a fundamental uh, part of uh, the way that we think. I started thinking differently about how things are based off of like, uh, especially with physics. And so my, my I guess my rationality uh, had, had changed through in college because I wasn't thinking the same. Um, and you guys can attest to that because you are in science as well. But yeah. So someone in this field doesn't really come from a science background. So that had helped me as well as in, in university. I don't think what I learned had helped me directly, but the connections that I made and the, the relationships that I have uh, I've nurtured in, in university have really helped me.
2: It's true. I will attest to that as someone in a science program. Um, yeah. The way that I think about things has actually vastly changed since I was in elementary and high school. <laughs> Um, and I didn't even really notice it until this year when I started seeing everyone and how they questioned um, COVID-19 and like how they look at all the research and stuff regarding Incredible. that. I'm like, that's not the scientific method. How dare okay. you? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, definitely, like you mentioned, the connections that you make in your social circles, they they really take you a really long way I think my entrance into the mentorship spot was based off of a connection like that too and it's just like the the connections that
2: you make are really essential for for your growth as well right yeah yes if you learned one thing from our previous podcast it's that networking is important yes the
1: most important thing that's the only thing that I got out of university yeah
0: All right. Uh, So moving on, what are some of the challenges that you face with this venture of yours and how did you overcome them?
1: So kind of like a challenge that can be seen by others, but I don't really see it myself is that I don't really have much of a a social life as most others would say. Like, I don't know, like, well, especially during COVID it's hard to say like what a social life even is. Everyone's in their basement anyway. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what my life is like from the day, from, from morning to end, night is usually just work, work, work. And weekends is also work, work. And then I still have time to like, you know, indulge on a TV show every now and then. But other than that challenges. Oh, yeah. After university and after graduation, everyone is expecting to get a job for the first time, make some money for the first time. But, you know, owning a business, even though that we're making like over five figures every month, I still haven't collected a salary because I'm still putting everything back into this company. And so that excitement of having to make money for the first time, I don't really have that. I'm not looking for it right now. I know that eventually down the, in the next few months, I will be collecting a salary. But um, that is something that I had to give up. And, and by doing that, I have found other ways of earning money, not directly from, from work. So I learned how to uh, do stock investing and day trading to earn a supplemental income while I put everything else that I earned from the business back into the business. And so, you know, when you're forced against to like I was I would say like you you were going to find other ways in order to make money eventually.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So starting a business is no easy task and definitely comes with a bunch of conflicting thoughts and emotions doubts and uncertainty, and giving up your social life, like you had talked about. Um, How do you cope with the emotions surrounding those things?
1: One would say, like, I'm rather not, I don't really, like, I don't know, like, a lot of people in my surroundings, they say that I'm rather less emotional than others. I don't have any emotions tied to uh, my situation right now. In fact, I see the long-term plan, and I feel really uh, happy about it. I'm really every night I'm I think about like my journey and I'm extremely grateful for it. Other than that, I don't really have any like sad or negative emotions regarding my situation and my journey. I I'm really like excited to see what this is uh, has in hold for the next few months and next few years.
0: Wow. That's amazing. You know what? That's, that's, what's important too. Like you gotta, you gotta be grateful and you gotta, you gotta enjoy the ride. Right. You gotta oh, go with
1: Exactly. The yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so on question, you're like in your early 20s now and you're managing a team of professionals, some of whom are even older than you. How does that feel?
1: <laughs> uh, feels extremely humbling that uh, other people that are probably more proficient than me and in, in many things that are older than me have more experience than me, that they're trusting my guidance and my, my partner's guidance as well in order to see uh, how we will lead their future, essentially. Um, we had people that were really like were wanted to intern with us and the fact that they saw it as like a big opportunity and you know like people have big goals of uh oh i want to work for the largest investment company when after i graduate some of these people's goals were i want to work for house of socials after i graduate which is like for us it's like we just started this like a couple like last year exactly and for someone to say that their career goals is to work with us, it's it's a big thing.
2: Yeah, that's wild. Oh my god, I can't imagine that. <laughs> you described a very busy
0: hectic schedule with House of Social. So what does a day in the life of Denny look like? How do you balance the work life um, scenario? Uh, I
1: was all my life I was working for people. Like I was I was in the restaurant industry for the past 10 years. I was wait, working as a waiter up until March twelfth which was the day that they announced the pandemic and closed down and everything in Quebec. Uh, so I was a waiter and I was, I was so used to being told to come in at this time and work for this amount of hours and go back home. And I was so used to it. And then after that, uh, I have to learn how to make my own schedules and be more, uh, uh, like, manage my own time. And so my daily schedules it used to look like, uh, maybe a couple of months ago, used to look like I would wake up, um, I would have projects I would edit. So I am I'm, I'm the, I was the main video editor, uh, as, as still as I am right now. Uh, that's something that we're looking to uh, out, outsource to. So I would edit whatever I had to, photos, videos, and then I would strategize with my partner to see like, okay, what kind of clients that we can go out and see, answer client emails, have client meetings. But now because the, the demand is going up and more, Higher and our company is growing more and more. My partner and I, we are on meetings from literally from the day, the time we wake up until 5 p.m. Generally, that's when most most people like leave work and they go home. But uh, yeah, and then after after the, the nine to five of meetings, it would be whatever editing I have left from shoots that we have done in the previous days. And so that's, that's literally how it's been for the past, I would say, six seven weeks now.
0: Wow, that's uh that's that's really interesting to hear. How do you uh, how do you manage that with uh, with the whole can't go out, can't um, like with everything else kind of closing down on you? How are you managing the nine to five within your basement and then continuing that like into the night as well?
1: So we have a lot of people are really just stuck in their basement, but because we have. All our meetings are online, mostly, uh, it, unless we go to the second and third phase of the closing the client, then we would go in person sometimes. Uh, but most of the time, even that, like now we're making everything online, even the proposal that we send to the clients is also online. But so because we have our schedule, we have a lot of content creation. We go on site to shoot and we're technically allowed to, to do that by we were we asked the Quebec government whether we were allowed as video editors and video uh, videographers as a production company, whether we're allowed to go and shoot on site, respecting social distancing and wearing the mask and everything. And they said they were okay. Even movie sets are still shooting movies. So uh, because of that, we're allowed and it really like varies my schedule, like on a, on a weekly basis, two days I'll have like full on meetings. One day will be content creation and another day of just, uh, editing and then and so it really varies it's not really consistent scheduling but um so yeah that's how i'm able to go on because it's not literally nine to five every single day of just in my basement but nine to five one day and then the next day i'd probably be editing and then have two meetings and then the next day after that will be we go on set to shoot and when we go on set to shoot it's just it's very liberating because we're allowed and we're with our with our, our employees and our team members, and it's it's uh, it's like a fun time, respecting social distancing.
2: Yeah, I think that sounds good. I think, um, I mean, a lot of people have been doing work from home, right, since March. So it makes sense that you can do nine to five. I'm still like I'm baffled that you continue working into the evening, though. and don't you <laughs> leave your house other than that, but that's okay. I'm glad it works for you. <laughs>
1: a, you know how they say. Uh, When you do something you love, it doesn't feel like work. I never believed that. I never even understood that up until this year where, because video editing was something that I was doing for a long time. And when I started working on projects that were really, really nice and like you get to really put in your creativity into it, then that's when I understood, okay, I can do the nine to five meetings, but then I'm all that time between nine to five, I'm I'm really excited to go and edit. And that's what, uh, that's how it's been. So it's true what they say about when you do when you do something that you really love doesn't feel like work. It's true, but you got to find that one thing.
2: That should have been your quotable thing from the beginning <laughs> of the podcast.
1: Yeah, it probably should have been.
2: <laughs> okay, and our final question, um, which we have to ask everyone, obviously, <laughs> yeah. what advice would you give students who are currently under their undergrad who are looking into business and marketing as a career? particularly for people who may not have started out in a business type degree like yourself.
1: Yeah. So there's this quote, this quote is you're the average of the five per- people that you hang around most with. Uh, there's different variations to this quote, but essentially what it is is that in like, let's say if, if this university was open, your, t- your, your average five or your five closest friends that you hang out with most with is what you most res- most likely resemble as well. So you want to make those average five higher than you are or where you want to go. Like if you want to be a doctor, if you surround yourself with five doctors every day, you will essentially become a doctor, no doubt about it. And so, but it's hard to do that now in COVID, right? Because you can't really go see other people, but there's a way around it. Because we have YouTube podcasts, books, we're able to surround ourselves with these people, not necessarily being next to them. So that's how I was able to do it even without COVID pandemic I didn't really know people that I strive to be in person but on on podcasts there were multiple people that I really wanted to uh, essentially uh, be like so like the really successful real estate agents are YouTube uh, YouTubers that were really successful in business and so I would really consume their content a lot and eventually I became I started taking on their mindset and That really was the core of my transition from being like a regular student with the 95 mentality to becoming an entrepreneur, is changing your mentality is really all about your environment, and your environment is about what you consume, and what you consume is your choice. If you know that your, your average of your five friends is not exactly where you want to be, then change your average. You're able to do that. And you have no excuse because podcast, YouTube, and books exist out there. So you have really no excuse to do it. And this is something that I've talked about already with students that were uh, in elementary school when I was invited to speak in front of these kind of students. And I told it to them, and they really applied it, and they see changes in, in themselves. And I, I tell it to everyone that I podcast, especially has changed
0: my life of course the people that you surround yourself with really make a difference in what you do how you are how you behave everything so definitely exactly. sound advice um are there any other questions you want to ask us or anything that you think we missed
1: have you guys got any feedback directly from any of your listeners saying that uh this is like something that was really helpful
2: we haven't received direct feedback about how our podcasts have been but we did start the podcast because we had a lot of requests to be doing things about post undergrad. Like everyone wants to go to med school or law school. Right. So uh, they were asking us to do some content related to those types of things. And they just didn't fit with how the rest of our articles and mentorship program had been going. So we thought, well, it's COVID. Everyone's working from home anyway. May as well start a podcast like everyone else is doing at this time. Yeah,
1: yeah. if I recall, this is a recent uh, endeavor, right? The podcast.
2: Yeah, I think we have okay, about yeah. six episodes out now. So right. it's In a okay. couple months, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I really think that within the next few months is when you're going to start getting those kind of messages. Is because this is how it works most of the time. Like uh, growth, it takes. It's usually most of the time not never linear. It's always exponential. The more people that hear about it, the more people that are going to listen to it, and you're going to start hearing those, uh, those kind of feedback. I really think that if you get more and more uh, valuable guests on to speak, then your podcast will explode. That will be really something that uh, will be of value for students, not right now, next year, but when in five, six years down the line, they're able to hear all these podcasts that you guys already made that's when the value will really kick in.
2: Yeah, exactly. And we've noticed that with our articles as well, where you know they're just existing online forever, right? So yeah. maybe they get hundreds of views a couple of years down the line and that's fine. We'll just keep putting out content because it'll be useful for people in the future, exactly. even if they're not listening right now. Exactly.
1: Um, I don't have any more questions for you guys. Do you guys have any questions for me?
2: No, I think we're good. I think we can wrap up. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode of the Mentorship Spotlight. Thank you so much to Denny again for being our guest and we wish you all the best with House of Socials and all your other future endeavors. Danny, if our listeners would like to hear more from you, where can they find you?
1: You can follow me on Instagram at Danny This is D-A-N-E-E-S-R-I-T-H-A-R or our company page is at House of Socials. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm most active on both things. So feel free to DM me if you have any questions. I'd love to hang, like, speak about any of your questions. Uh, I've done one-on-one consulting and I, I haven't charged anyone for it, but a lot of people they find a lot of value in what I say to them. So I'm willing to do that for you guys as well.
0: Thank you so much. Definitely your insights, your values are very valuable to us. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this, make sure to check out more of our bi-weekly episodes where we'll be talking with people across different fields at various stages of their career. You can find us on Spotify and at TheMentorshipSpot.com where we publish lots of information about universities and pathways once we graduate. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in soon.